0: This is the Disability Visibility Podcast with your host, Alice Wong. Hello. Welcome to the Disability Visibility Podcast. Conversations of disability politics, culture, and media. I'm your host, Alice Wong. With Election Day just two weeks away in the United States on November 3rd, this is the perfect time to talk about policy. Today's episode features an interview with Liz Weintraub. Liz is an advocate to herself many board and advisory positions at state and national organizations. Liz is a full-time member of the policy team for the Association of University Centers on Disabilities, and she is also the host of Tuesdays with Liz, Disability Policy for All, where she talks about policy in accessible language. You'll learn that Liz got involved with disability policy, why she loves it, and why it matters. Please note our conversation took place before the coronavirus pandemic. Are you ready? Oh, baby Five, four, three, two, one. So, Liz, welcome to my podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And, Liz, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and share something talk about your background?
1: Okay. Um. Thanks for having me. My name is Liz Wontrap, and Um I'm a I'm a Caucasian woman and I'm a person with a disability. I'm very proud of my disability. I'm fifty three years old. I don't look it, but I am. And I'm an advocate for I don't like to wear self-advocate anymore. The reason is because I'm a self-advocate when I talk to my husband or when I talk to my friends about what I want or need. Um, I'm even a self-advocate when I talk to my supervisor or my boss about what I need at work. But when I talk to people about disability rights um, I think that I should be just like anyone else and if anyone else is called an advocate why can't I be an advocate is it just because I'm, I happen to have a disability so that's a little bit about who I am um, I'm Married, I'm I have three sisters who I just adore and I have many friends. I don't know what else to to say. <laughs>
0: The beginnings because you are a really strong advocate, you know, not only on Capitol Hill but about you know all kinds of areas. How did you learn about disability advocacy?
1: Um, I was in the. I used to live in an institution. I didn't mention that because I'm, I'm quite ashamed of it, um, and I. I got in a institution because they tricked my parents. Um, I went to a boarding school in Cape Cod, probably the best school of my life. And after that school, they told my parents to put me into the into what is called a community. I won't ever named the name of it, but they um it was a community of probably four probably seven or eight houses and you go down a long driveway and that doesn't look like a community that I live in today and I'm assuming that's not the community that your listeners live in today. And um, I really wanted to, to get out of that institution. Um, and I felt bad. And so um, my friend, um, my friend Pat, told me about this, this group, and that's how, I began to be in self-advocacy. I also have to say that when I first joined self-advocacy, I thought it was a political group. It's not a political group. Um, You can get to political, and I think today I do um, work in politics. Um I do have to um dealing with things on um, Capitol Hill and other things I do need to um worry about politics, but it's definitely not politics if you just go and advocate for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it's more of, more of a movement to be like, yes, a yeah, yes. So, if it's okay to ask, how did you get out of the institution? Because you and I know right now that there are still disabled people in institutions, that they don't have options, and it's really hard to get out because there are so many barriers.
1: No, sure. I'll I'll tell people. Um, Well, first of all, my parents, um, my friend Pat, who I just mentioned, um, Pat helped me to speak up to myself. I remember talking to Pat in in the driveway of where I got services from, and I said, you talk to my staff, and you talk to to my parents about why I'm not being and she said no no and I got angry I got angry because I thought as my support person she has a responsibility to talk to my my parents that um, I wasn't happy and she said no you have you need to, to talk I'll help you but you need to do the talking. So I did. And um, I ran back and forth from the car. And um, that's not the right way to say it, say no. Um, But um, I was afraid. I was afraid that if I said no, that I didn't like this place that they would Keep me into this um, place, um, and the other way I I got help was from two of my wonderful friends, Alice and Nancy Ward, and um, they just helped me tremendously to to, to speak up for myself. The three people, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's, you know, why these people in our lives, you know, our friends or people who support us are so important because they can really change our lives. Yes. So, uh, you know, today's episode is about policy. And I want to ask you, why should people care about disability policy? Especially people with disabilities.
1: Um, I would say because it's our life. This is our life. We need to own it. This is our life. And this helped them any year to vote. I don't mean to make this all about voting because obviously p- policy is so much more than voting, but this is so important. This year is so important. There's people out there who pick on us, who make fun of us. This is our life, and we need to be talking. And yes they support people like like Pat Gerke, my friend Pat Gerke. Other people with a disability could be supporting people and they're wonderful people. Our sisters, our brothers and um they're wonderful people. But we need to be the one that needs to be talking for ourselves. And I don't mean that we need to do it all by ourselves. I've been an advocate for probably 25 years, 26 years, whatever. And to this day, I still need support. I need someone to be there for me, to help me.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's the thing is like independence doesn't mean doing everything by yourself, right? Like you know, all of us need help, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting the support you need. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, right?
1: Yes, and I have to say that a lot of time people get confused between that independent and and um, interdependence and I can tell you that the first time I met my husband he um, he said well I, I need to do this all by myself because So so told me that I need to do this all by myself And I said no Phil if you need help, I can help you, and you shouldn't be ashamed. And he said, "Well, I'm independent. I'm independent. I'm. I have to be independent." And I said, "No, Phil, you can be independent. But I can also help you if you need help. And don't be, don't ever be ashamed to be asking for help." I asked fail all the time for help. I asked my coworkers help. Um today I didn't need help with my computer but because all, all I needed to do was click on the link. But but something I do need help.
0: Yep, absolutely get up. You know, speaking of policies, um, you know, what are some of the barriers that keep people from understanding policy better? And, you know, what are some ways we can make policy accessible for all? I know you're very passionate about that. So what do you have to say about that?
1: Um, That's what my show is all about. I think one of the biggest reasons why... It's a barrier is because the words the words are not accessible to people. People don't care to slow down. People don't care to explain the words to us because you know what they don't want us to be a part of the discussion. It takes too long to to explain to us what. What awards mean? What does, what does impeachment mean? What does um the election mean? What do the able acts mean? What do home community based services mean? What do managed care mean? Um, those kinds of things, and you know what? During the impeachment process we obviously didn't tell people how to vote or how to think about the impeachment but there was a time that I said to people you know what what does impeachment mean I've been hearing all about impeachment on the news and what do it mean and you know what AUCD me made a a plain language version of that. Or another um another example about it is how do you make um, public comments? People are allowed to make public comment on laws and acts and do you know how to do that? So we we did the plain language version of that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like plain language helps everybody, right? Like, why can't plain language to be the standard? Because it really helps all kinds of people. So, you know, things that are shorter, clearer, you know, more precise, and more plain is... A way to reach everyone. So, I want to hear about your show because you mentioned it earlier, uh, it's called Tuesdays with Liz and it's produced by AUCD, which is to the Association of University Centers on Disabilities and Disabilities. How did this get started? Tell me about like, to the beginning of this uh this series.
1: Okay, it goes back to when I was little, um, because my father was an editor publisher of a local newspaper. All the conversation, all the dinner table conversation, or the majority of the conversation, was about policy. And I never quite understood. I sat at the table, I was included at the table, but I wasn't included. And the reason why I wasn't included was because the discussion wasn't wasn't accessible to me. And and when I asked my parents what what was that or how it we were talking about some kind of policy. And my parents said, look it up, look it up. Like, that's silly. Why would I even care? And, and I wanted to learn. I wanted to understand. Um, and I wanted to be part of the conversation. So when I had the chance to ask, at AUCD to make a YouTube show. Um, that's how it began. And it have been around for probably um, four and a half years, almost five years, and over 200 episodes.
0: That is awesome. I mean, to like have over 200 episodes plus to be doing this for five years, that's, so that is huge, you know, accomplishment.
1: Thank you, and and we try to have um, a new episode every year, every week, I should say, and they're all closed captioning. And um, we often say that Tuesday with Liz is made for and by people with disability because the original purpose was. For my friends to understand about policy, and it has grown to to be for other people um, who just doesn't understand about policy. Mm-hmm.
0: And what do you love about talking about policy with other disabled people? Because I think that's you know that's why I like podcasting because we are in conversation with each other, and, you know, so many times, you know, you see an interview, it might be one disabled person, but it's not a group of us. So what do you like about talking with other disabled people about policy?
1: Well, I love, first of all, I love policy. From, from a very early age, I knew that policy was what I wanted to do and I can tell you that um, when I told that to my parents that I wanted to to understand the policy and can you help me and can we talk about policy, they they made a joke about it, they said, how funny this is, why would you even care about policy, why as a person with a disability, why would you even care? You don't understand about policy. And I I love talking about what I love. I think most people love talking about what they love to do. And I also love to help people with disability. I love to help people to advocate. For themselves, so combine those two things. Um, that's why I love doing what I do. And I can't. I can tell you another story if I can. My, um, when I was probably nineteen years old, probably a typical um, age where you would talk to your parents about what you wanted to do and I said I wanted to be a, a lobbyist. I wanted to work in policy and they laughed in my face and they said, why would you ever want to do that? You can't ever do that. All you can do is work in a library. Well, I'm not a lobbyist, right? I'm not a lobbyist because it's not the right thing to do for me. Um, but I'm an advocate. But I'm I'm very close to being a lobbyist. So don't ever say that I'm not a lobbyist because in my heart I am a lobbyist.
0: I think advocates are really persuasive and you know advocating for a certain thing. So I think you know some people call that lobby some people call that advocacy there's a lot of similarities so as we're gonna wrap up i want to ask you you know one last question and it's you know like you said earlier uh
1: you know, a lot of people are going
0: to turn off by policy. You know, they think, oh, it's just, you know, a bunch of junk. It's just, you know, it's not going to impact me. I just, you know, it's just so, so difficult. So what's your advice for people who just want to start learning more? Like, what is the, where, where should, what are some, like, first steps that people should do to to learn more about disability policy,
1: um, well, first of all, you should listen to Tuesdays with Liz, and uh, you go by googling Tuesdays with Liz, or you can go to our our homepage, AUCD.org. and there's a button um underneath the policy. Tab, um, and you can also go to our, our our newsletter, our disability policy news, and that's in simple language. And I would also say, just go out and have fun with policy. Policy I know it can be scary sometimes, and people might think that, oh, I'm too nervous. Um, somebody told me once that a a legislator is just like you, they are just people, and by telling your story, that's so important. Telling stories, that's what Tuesdays with Liz is all about, telling your story. And you need to be telling your story. They don't need to hear from professional. You, you as a person with a disability, you know what you need, you know what you want, and you know how to get there by talking to your um, Congress people. And you might not know how to do it right now, but I can guarantee you that after, after just doing once or twice or three times, then maybe you'll you'll know how to do it.
0: Yeah, it takes practice. Yeah, it takes community.
1: Yes, and also you need to have someone to believe in yourself. You need to have someone. I think the first thing. That was um my that has helped me in so many ways is people believing in me me, who can just say okay great do this and I can if I can share one more story with you else um when I wanted to be involved in policy and not not just do Tuesdays. With Liz, because my job is so much more than doing Tuesdays with Liz. I do other things right now. Um, I go up on the hill and tell my story and whatever. I said to to um, Andy, "Can I be um, on the policy team?" And he said, "Well." Give. let's give it a, a try. Let's give it a try. It might, it might not like it, it may not work for you. I was the first person with a disability that was on the team, so that had an intellectual disability. Um, I never have gone to college and so we, we didn't know whether I could go up on the hill. We didn't know that I could do this. Well, we tried, and that's what life is all about. You need to try. You need to, to try your best and try and and have people believing in you.
0: That's really powerful, Liz. You. Liz, I am just so uh, appreciative of your work and just your leadership, and for just sharing your story with me today. I'm just really honored.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be to have been um, on your show. Thank you.
0: This podcast is a production of the Disability Visibility Projects and all my community dedicated to creating, sharing, and amplifying disability media and culture. All episodes including to stress are available at disabilityvisibilityproject.com slash podcast. You can also find out more about this on my website. The audio producer for this episode is Geraldine Asu. Introduction by Latif Baclav, the music by the Sports Team. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or Google Play. you also support our podcast for a dollar month or more by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dvp that's p-a-t- R-E-O-N dot com slash TVP. Thanks for listening. to see you on the internet.
1: Bye! Rocket to the blast stop, stop, drop, dance off.